The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the authorities, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. When I was 15 years old, I was invited to be on staff for a youth retreat run by the Episcopal Diocese of Rhode Island. I had attended the same retreat a year earlier and was happy to go again as a staff person. Now, one of my duties that weekend was to go to the chapel in the retreat center and pray while another person on staff gave a talk in the main room to the rest of the group. Dutifully, I went off to pray alone. At first, I just sat there and listened to the talk, which was piped into the chapel through a speaker system. And then I thought, I really ought to do my job and pray for this guy who's talking, because that is my job. So I tried to pray. But then I got to thinking, what difference does it really make whether or not I pray? Or whether I daydream or go for a walk outside. I mean, really, who cares if I am praying right now? And besides, how do I even know God is listening? And right at that moment, the clouds shifted outside and light poured in through the chapel windows. Not just on one side of the chapel, but on both sides. And I was immersed in sunlight. This was a major turning point for me in my faith. 
It is one of the stepping stones in my crossing from the shores of believing because I was born into a Christian family to the riverbank of believing because I had a personal relationship with God. Some of us need a sign. Some of us need many signs. And some of us can just go on faith. We just heard Jesus say that those people, the ones who can believe without seeing, are blessed. But I don't think he was saying that they are exclusively blessed and that those of us who may need a little more proof, like Thomas or me, are not. We all come to our faith in different ways, don't we? Today we hear of Thomas. Thomas, who was absent the day Jesus came for a post-resurrection visit. Thomas, who needed to see Jesus for himself, just as the disciples who were there that day had seen Jesus. Thomas, who was perhaps an experiential learner, who needed to touch Jesus' wounds to know it was really him. Thomas, who probably would have needed some sudden sunlight to blast in on him if he was sitting in a chapel praying and wondering if anyone was listening. I like Thomas. And I think Thomas may have appreciated the sacramental traditions in our church. We have sacraments in the church because we need to know things in many different ways. We so often need to see, feel, touch, and hear that that which the Spirit is up to in the world and in us in order for us to know on a deep level that it is indeed real. A sacrament is an outward and visible sign of an inward and spiritual grace. And we have sacraments because it can be hard to get our heads around an inward and spiritual grace without a tangible mode of knowing. Today, we will have the joy of experiencing the sacrament of baptism for two nine-month-old boys, Jason and Christian. We could just say that Jason and Christian are God's own beloved, that they are sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. We could just say that we know that their parents and godparents will be taking their spiritual well-being into special consideration and that the whole family will naturally know that the family of God in this place and in the wider church is here to support them in their life in Christ. But... We often need to know things in a variety of ways, not just with our words and thoughts. So, we will bless Jason and Christian with holy water. They will get a little bit wet. We will put blessed oil on their heads. And actually making the sign of the cross, we will see and know that they are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism. We will see and know that they are literally marked as Christ's own forever. We will make public proclamations of our support as a community, and we will renew our own baptismal vows in solidarity with them. We do these things because the doing part of our sacraments helps us to live into the believing part of our faith. Thomas, I think, was rather sacramental. He needed to know of Jesus' resurrection experientially, sacramentally. And Jesus offered him just that. 
Put your fingers in the wounds in my hands, Thomas, and put your hand in my side, and know and believe. The end of this gospel says, Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. The sharing of sacred stories is another way to know and to believe. And to this sacred story... The big story of Jesus' life told by the whole gospel, and the more specific story of the resurrection, these stories were written so that you might believe, so that I might believe. They are told and shared and retold and shared again, so that they might become a part of our deeper knowing, so that we might believe. The Greek that is translated here as so that you might come to believe also means so that you might continue to believe. So wherever you are on your spiritual journey, belief is fostered through storytelling. It is fostered through doing, experiencing, hearing, knowing in our hearts, in our minds, in our bodies. And what is the point of believing anyway? The gospel tells us that it is so that we might have life. So that we might be fully alive. So that we might share in the life of Jesus, the life of the resurrection. Thomas needed to know of the resurrection in a specific way. I think this can be true of any of us. Sometimes we need to know in a way that is different from others, the others around us. And sometimes we may seem... Foolish to others. To some, Thomas has seemed foolish. To some, baptizing or sharing in communion may seem foolish. But I think it is in the things that seem foolish to people where God most deeply resides. I want to share with you a poem by Mary Oliver from her book, A Thousand Mornings. The poem is entitled, Foolishness? No, it is not. And it goes like this. Sometimes I spend all day trying to count the leaves on a single tree. To do this, I have to climb branch by branch and write down the numbers in a little book. So I suppose from their point of view, it's reasonable that my friends say, what foolishness. She's got her heads in the clouds again. But it's not. Of course I have to give up, but by then I'm half crazed with the wonder of it, the abundance of the leaves, the quietness of the branches, the hopelessness of my effort. And I am in that delicious and important place, roaring with laughter, full of earth praise. Sometimes... We have to count the leaves to know God's generosity with the trees. Sometimes we have to feel the sunlight on both sides of us to know that God is listening. Sometimes we have to touch the wounds and hear Christ say our name in order to know the resurrection. 
Sometimes we have to baptize a baby or two to feel God beckoning us all into the family of God. It's not necessarily an issue of doubt. It's just that our faith comes to us through all parts of our human experience. And in that faith, we are brought into the fullness of life in Christ. Amen. Amen.